listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Resurrection After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Resurrection After Show. Welcome back, Resurrection fans. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. What a crazy... We just watched the finale of Resurrection. Done. Insanity. Like, the the way we went... Just like they've done throughout the season. The way we went out of the episode just raised it to... Like, it was building, building, and then they they kick you in the face in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I... So, what a a cliffhanger to go out on. But we'll get into that so much on the docket for tonight to talk about um chelsea first reactions uh well first of all i want to <laughs> i'm zach wilson hey i'm so, chelsea <laughs> um so, so much to talk about um matt lieberman and g madison both couldn't be here tonight they both had other big obligations they couldn't get out of but um they are missing out they they're lost man um and just stick around. Um, later in the show, we're going to have uh, Mark Hildreth, Pastor Tom, calling in. So looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, first reactions to this this finale. I, I mean, I feel like my mind's just blown a little bit, <laughs> but in the best way possible. I, I didn't really know how they were going to leave us. And um, I have to say, I wasn't expecting that ending, but I thought that that was a very, very cool way to end the season. Um because it, it, it leaves so many questions it kind of in a weird way puts pieces of the puzzle together but no i thought it was really great yeah i mean we're getting all of these returned back mm-hmm. there's they say there's upwards of 250 people back now which is just so i i thought maybe throughout the rest of the season there'd be you know one or two maybe three coming back not three yeah we figured there was gonna be a but, slow build like one yeah. per episode right. we were calling right. it early not a whole town worth of people but yeah it there were so many um i mean so we we get into there and like marty at the very top of the episode mm-hmm. is well we open up the episode first before we get to there yeah on this bug this i think it was i think it was a locust well, with all the th- the, the a- themes in this show, I'm not really an, an- etymologist. Yeah, I was say um, I don't have my insects down completely. But, but with all the themes of this show, makes sense so heavily on religion. I I imagine they were locusts. I think that's a good call. I'll I'll agree with you on that. Or or they look they reminded me of the cicadas, like those swarms that attack you. I grew up in the Northeast, and we got yeah, attacked. I don't know by what cicadas. a cicada is. Uh, you trust you're better off. <laughs> um, but then we go into uh, Marty calls his boss, who we haven't seen in a while. Right. He calls She's her at sleeping. two in the morning <laughs> um, and is like, hey, um, P.S. I think we might need some help yeah. on this one. Um, the, it's gotten out. He, like, even Marty, Marty realizes it's gotten out of control, I think. But do you think that it – I don't know an alternative, but – do you think that, that was a good move for him to do? I think I I think it was the only you do thing he could yeah. do because they're having trouble feeding these people at yeah. this point. Like the the grill, like this tiny local small town can't feed all those grill people. cannot feed two hundred and fifty people out of nowhere. Yeah, um, they can't afford. I'm sure the grill can't afford to like just give these people food. The town doesn't have True. the money to pay for it. They need aid, and Marty's boss cooks up. A, a, a nice little cover story mm-hmm. for them. Um, by Fred ruins everything. Yeah, I mean, she says that they are they they're from get, the flood. Yeah, that yeah. They, there's a flood. It was a flood, and these people just needed help, and they needed like just basic relief. And mm-hmm. so when the army shows up, and that's like a big moment for us. So like, dramatic. Oh no! Yeah, the army <laughs> run for the hills, returned, run, yeah, and run. then they're like, 
I heard you got the captain just comes out. We've got some food. <laughs> I heard you guys needed some help. Yeah, that was a great build up. I thought on there, and with that music and the dramatic, you know, showing their uniforms and walking out all serious, and then he's like, I but like, you guys need some help. And I didn't think that the military guy was like hiding anything, but no, I did get the feeling that there was something up. Clearly, like, yeah. or or that something was rather not that there was something up, but there was something bad on the horizon mm-hmm. it was too good it a situation too to last um so uh and then we got so so there's more going on here and fred is got his whole thing but Ugh. everybody's trying to pitch in at first like rachel mm-hmm. is like very much like we see her standing over her own dead body which i think is one of the craziest even snippets of a scene throughout the whole season and i can't that brings like a lot of depth to it. The, I mean, the living returned is looking at the dead version of themselves. That's kind of heavy. The one, sh- the it, the entire show is described in that one shot of right. Rachel, the body of like the dead body of Rachel looking panning up and seeing yeah. alive Rachel number three. Rachel number three. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so she is uh. Uh, the, she's helping out the uh doc uh dr ward mm-hmm. is helping out and and like so his point three eight theory out the window out. everyone's just out. like up oh, guess not yeah. <laughs> um, i guess he tried so a for effort yeah i mean he's doing <laughs> he's he but he uh, i was worried he was gonna be a bad guy in the show i'm still not sure I'm not completely sold that his. I feel like a. I'm. I'm not sure. You think I he might? There's. I guess there could be. There's potential that he could be because he. I, I say that he's being a good guy because he gave up the list. Like mm-hmm. he knows, and like Maggie, it reminds us that he's helping these returned will help cure his leukemia. Absolutely. Um, but he's That's willing true. to give that up because he knows that there, or at least he seemingly knows mm-hmm. that there's a bigger thing at work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I I want to think he's a good guy. I do, I do. Maybe I just don't like the fact that he is so into Maggie, and I just want Maggie and Agent to be together. Yeah, but then it, <laughs> it, basically, it all it all turns to hell when Fred shows the military guy. Fred is so on the bottom of my list now after this episode Fred, i can't i can't justify any of his actions he's putting so many people's i guess technically their lives <laughs> in his hands because he's so upset and pissed and hurt and all these emotions at his wife but you can't that is not the proper way to handle right i mean situations, we and people. we get maggie she she goes to see her mom and like we yeah. get that got that at the end of yeah. the last episode but we catch up with her and she's just um the, they, uh, so a emotional mm-hmm. about it and then we find out that the mom's not not only is she been, is she back but she's been back for a week Right. And she didn't like. She tried. She like went and like watched Maggie yeah, she said, and didn't I watched say you. anything. But that doesn't like, count as anything. If and no, especially I, if you're a mother, it you really should doesn't. Be banging down your daughter's door to talk to her, to see her, to feel her, to anything. You can't just hide out. Yeah, and that build up that came over all of the all of this time mm-hmm. that she's been gone, and I think it just was accentuated as when Maggie found out that her mom was cheating on her father. Oh yeah. It all comes out in that moment where Maggie just the fact that her mom didn't go even see Fred after a week, yeah. the fact that she didn't go see her and watching her doesn't count, that she didn't go right talk now, to these people. <laughs> that should have been her first move. I agree. I, it doesn't matter. In Maggie's mind, it doesn't matter that you had an affair, whatever. Right. Who is this man? And she says and it. And why what is, is he so important? Yeah, she says it. Mm-hmm. What is he to you? A fling. That's what she said. And I think that's how she sees She's like, this was just like a guy you're having an affair with. Right. And but you clearly chose, he takes so much more priority over You chose everyone. to go see him. I mean, this is the thing. It's like if you disappeared, the however she was feeling when she passed away, she still feels that way. Mm-hmm. She still remembers this yeah. dark version of Fred 
that i wonder how much truth there is well now i guess we see there's a lot of truth to it. yeah we yeah. are starting to see the dark side True. of fred she is a she doesn't like she didn't like fred back then and we know fred is this sort of soft guy and so yeah. when maggie says to her mother she goes you tell him all of this or i will i will which is like there's no or i will in my mind that's a uh a daughter should never be put in that position no she shouldn't but i think in all fairness that situation she was putting herself in that situation because of i think the loyalty that she's grown to her father oh yeah no no i and the threat was warranted oh absolutely her mother need like she needed to hear that barbara needs to go tell fred what's up maggie's pretty much saying like be a woman step up to the plate like, yeah, this is entirely on your shoulders. Now, either you somewhat, quote unquote, fix it or I'm going to, you know, start to air your dirty laundry and, yeah. you know, you can take it from there. So, and I, I mean, think- we think we're, we, the, the problem is like we're, we're forced to treat Barbara as a mature woman, or at least in our minds, because Maggie's so old. Mm-hmm. We have to, and Fred's so old. We we put her on level with them. Right. But she's she's not younger than Maggie. Oh, right. I think we uh we've got Mark on the line. Hello. Hi Mark. Th- Hi uh, Mark. Uh thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh we we literally just we came out of the watching the episode and came in to hear fantastic job on the finale. Thank you. Thank you. We we're, we're we're so proud of it and uh it's such a it's such an honor and uh, you know it's such a privilege to have uh, you know so many fans. I've been tweeting all night. My thumbs are exhausted. <laughs> yeah, then thank you for calling so late. I know you're on the uh, on the East Coast. Um, but how, how has the fan reaction been to the to the finale? To the how have you felt with the, all these fans coming at you over the season? Oh man, it's it's you know it's been so amazing. I mean, ABC's been just so fantastic with us. They really. You know, they let us make the show we wanted to make, and they really put a lot of faith and trust into us right from the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, and, and just to see how people reacted and and um, and, and responded to us and, and, and really gotten behind the show and gotten behind um, the actors and the characters. And, uh, you know, it, it's so good on so many levels, man. I, I don't I, – it's hard to express how, how lucky um, – you know, we all feel, um, you know, to get to work with, with the people that we get to work with every day. We have some of the best writers and the best directors. You know, our cast is like a family. Mm-hmm. But then to go and, and make something you love so much and then, and then you know, to see how much people love it um, is, uh, it really it really moves you. It really, it's, it's heartwarming because we have a, you know, we have a show that, we really what we have a show is a show about family. And, yeah. And I... everybody... Everybody responds to that, and, and it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, I think we've seen that just in the people that listen to this show. That people have really latched on to the whole, like every one of the characters and every one of the plot lines. Um, do you think that? Uh, what did you find when you were first given the character of Pastor Tom? Did you connect to him? Is there anything in particular that drew you to the role? Yeah, I connected to him right away. Um, it's one of those roles that um, you know it's unusual. To, to have a role that just sits on you right away, and I remember reading it, and it just it just felt like me. Um, and I, I think that the thing that was probably the most the thing that jumped off the page the most to me was um, he's really trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the most important thing. He just tries to do the right thing, and and you know, he's and the the thing that's so great about that I love playing about him is that he's and that all, all the characters, this is what I mean by like having great writers, they put every character, they put them in the worst possible position for <laughs> their, for that character, for the history of that character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, he's the, he's the spiritual leader of this community. You know, he's not, um, he's not just, you know, a guy who, who quietly, you know, worships, uh, you know, in his home by himself, you know, they, <laughs> they put him at the head of the community and then they give him the worst ethical conundrum, you know, to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, he's, he's, there's a pastor who's been married for 10 years and then his <laughs> girlfriend, his, his fiance comes back and it's, it's the highest possible stakes. And, um, 
that's like water in a desert yeah. uh, for an actor. You know, yeah. it's, it's, th- it's just been so great. Yeah, I think it's something that I really found that I connected to with that character. It's just that when I first heard about this show, that like that's your situation, Tom's situation of like being introduced to an old lover who you've just has passed on and you've moved on was like one of the things I was like, I bet they're gonna do that series, that plot line. It would be yeah. great. Um, did you find that the like the fans that were reacting to this are any crazier than uh, like fans of like any kind of like a regular show or any uh, of that you've done before? <laughs> well, um, I, I I wouldn't say uh, crazier. I'd say uh, <laughs> you know they've been they've been so um, the fans have been so. I, I, my experience of the fans so far has been they've been so supportive. And, you know, I've really got, as the, as the season's gone on, gotten more and more and more behind, you know, behind us. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm reading my Twitter feed tonight and it's like <laughs> every, and there's just so many, you know, I mean, so many people are writing, um, to us and, and every second tweet is like, when season two, when season two, when season two, when season two, when season wait for two. season two, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now we're asking too. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, I wish I could tell them. I don't have an answer, you know. So I'm, it's killing me too. Yeah, have we'll you... know soon. We'll, we'll know. Like we'll know in the next two weeks for sure. Awesome. Great. Have you heard anything? Like, do you have anything that you really want to see in season two, or have you heard like any possible directions for the show? You know, I, I honestly, we didn't even know the directions in season one when we were making season one. <laughs> um, That's cool. We really were going script to script, and it was yeah. a surprise for us um, every week also, you know, and we would get we'd get a new script, and we'd go, oh, my God, like, that's where we're going? Like, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it was it was so, um, yeah, it was just a shock. Um, so, and so there's you... so many twists and turns, and, you know, these plot twists and reveals that we would, we would get to read each week and, and, uh, you know, and then go the next week and get to play it. And, uh, season two, I mean, I can't tell you, you know, I, I really don't know, but as you saw at the end of the season, and one of the things that I really like about where the, where the season ended was, you know, we really focused on this small town and Mm -hmm. it was so contained and it was so about this little family and the people who knew the family and the people who knew this little boy. And by the end of, you know, eight episodes later, the whole thing is blown up you know, and the government's involved and it's just, I, you know, there's so many possibilities. There's so many directions that we can go in now. Um, you know, you get that feeling kind of like lost, you know, like it could just explode and go anywhere. Yeah. I got, I got, I had to be told to stop bringing up (laughs) lost in my comparisons to this show, but that's the fun. I think of a show like this is that you really get that, like that mystery that we, so every week we're like gathering on the water cooler. Like, Oh, what do you think is this going to happen? Is this character going to do this? This character going to do that? Um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, that's, uh, I know you've done, uh, several, you did V and a lot of like, uh, comic book, uh, animated shows. Do you, are you drawn to those kind of like the nerdy science fiction fantasy shows by like your preference or was that, did you just fall into it? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think I, I guess I kind of fell into it. It wasn't on purpose, but, um, <laughs> the, the thing that, um, you know, for me personally, the thing that I love the most about our show is, um, it makes you think, you know, or it gives you something to think about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll say that, you know, publicly I'll say Lost was its own thing. You know, that was a whole different thing. And that was, that was quite an accomplishment. And, uh, to even be mentioned in the mm-hmm. same, in the same breath is, is, is flattery. But, um, uh, you know, it was a show that I thought really gave you everything. You know, it gave you, it gave you something on so many levels. You know, there was drama and there was action and it was entertaining. And then there was this whole philosophical sort of underpinning. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about our shows. You know, if, if, uh, if you just want to watch it and have fun and go on a ride, um, you know, we, we have that to the, to, to a T, but, beyond that, you know, there's, there's a, um, there's a, a lore to it, you know, there's a mythology, um, that you can, you can tell has been woven into the fabric of the, of the world of the show. And, uh, you know, there's so many things that we've, we've set up in season one that, that really haven't even been close to being paid off yet. You know, like Maggie's mom and, and then, you know, now with, with Bellamy and the, and the fact that he's, you know, he's one of the returned, you know, major things, all the way to little things like the cicadas, you know, like, what is that? What's the, 
what's the deal with all the dead bugs? Yeah, yeah. We, I, I wish was, I could tell you. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it like, oh, it's just, it's like the plague of the locusts. Like we're doing like yeah, we literally rewind and fast forward the little bug in the beginning to try to figure out what it was. Or if it's like, I mean, I grew up on the northeast, so I remember the cicada storms where there's just those shells are right. everywhere. Maybe the cicadas are just returned. <laughs> and it was and it was actually it was actually set up a couple episodes ago because in Bellamy's dream where the SWAT team comes in and, and, and kidnaps kidnaps Jacob from his mm-hmm. house and then he wakes up. The the reason he woke up from his dream was he saw a cicada walking across the coffee table. That's oh. abs- that's right. Oh man, I totally forgot. What do we about do that. without these you? These little, you know, <laughs> what do they call them? They call them Easter eggs, right? These little, yeah. these little, yeah. little hints that are dropped that you don't know where they're going to go. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I, uh, cool. you have uh, so many, po- so much possibility. And uh, believe me, I'm as excited as you guys are to know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, we're definitely excited. So I'm, I'm curious because, because as I said before, you, you have done a lot of animated shows. Do you, do you like doing voiceover uh, or live action? Do you have a preference? Do you just enjoy doing both of those as you go through your career? Man, I love them both. And I mean, you know, if you ask any actor, they'll they'll probably tell you the truth. You know, mm-hmm. you're just happy to be working. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's great to be able to. I feel. You know, I'm I'm very lucky, you know, to have um, gotten to work as much as I have, and uh, and and I've done a lot of voiceover, and and it's it's a totally different world. You know, I, a lot of times people ask me like, what do you like better, like you know, music or acting? Because I'm a singer, and I've made mm-hmm. a couple records, and and, uh, and I performed a lot that way. And it's kind of a Sophie's choice, you know. It's hard to pick, and they're so different, um, you know. But uh, yeah, voiceover is a whole different world. And it's, you know, it's a world where you create a character using only your voice. So you don't get to, you don't get to lean on, you know, uh, any, anything that you might do, uh, with your body or your face. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, it, it really influences the way that I do stuff or the way that I act in film and TV and theater because your voice is, your, the character's voice is so important and everybody talks the way they talk because of who they are. You know, it's like if you grew up in Boston, you don't just talk like you're from Boston by accident, like that's part of, a, you know, part of the culture and part of how you grew up and it tells you so much about a character. So I was lucky to get into voiceover when I was, you know, like 10 years old. And it's really taught me to appreciate, you know, when I listen to somebody speak, it, it, it shows me who they are. Mm-hmm. And I get to, I get to bring that into my characterizations. And, you know, as I, as I thought about it, you know, how does, how does Tom speak and what would this be like? And, you know, when he's up and he has to be up in front of people every week giving, you know, telling, telling, giving a sermon, telling them, trying to help them in their lives and reveal things for them and help them with their problems. And that's going to influence the way a person talks. Like that's going to influence the way a person speaks all the time, you know, and it, and it's like little details like that, that, that I probably wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't, you know, had the, 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 um, the, the, the fortune, the good fortune to, you know, to get to work in voiceover as much as I have. Yeah, and it's definitely something I think we've commented throughout the season that your performance has been has a great subtlety to it mm-hmm. that is can only come from somebody who's sort of calm and collected who's then confronted yeah. with something that they cannot handle. I mean, what do you think if not you not Pastor Tom, but you, what would you do if suddenly if somebody this was really came your back? real life? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would freak out. I mean, I think I would lose my freaking mind. I don't know. I don't know like what I would do. I mean, that would. That this was the thing that was like so cool to 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 think about. Like, what? How does somebody respond? And mm-hmm. the we, you know, the writers really made characters. They wrote characters who were so distinct and had such distinct personalities. And it's beautiful because you know you get you get a point of view from from all sides to look at how like everybody's got someone they can relate to and you get to see that in in the season finale with uh with matt craven's character with sheriff fred you know is is you get to see finally you get to see someone who really turns against them which we hadn't really seen you know up until that point um exactly in that way where he just made them all bad um and it's you know it's it's kind of like a metaphor for how people do we never saw you know people returning from the dead you know, as a, um, a sort of a supernatural or a hooky spooky thing um, in this show. It's mm-hmm. it's a device that drives the dramatic, you know, tension. Um, and it's, it's a metaphor really for like what people are like in real life, you know, when you're dealing with someone who's different than you mm-hmm. or something you don't understand, you know, or something like death, which you just can't, nobody can wrap their head around that. Never mind people coming back from death. 
So in that way, it was it was kind of like, okay, well, how would I react to that? You know, how would I really feel in that situation? Well, I just tried on like, okay, well, I've I've had people die in my life, and everybody's had you know that happen to them, or they or they will. Um, and those things are like unexplainable, but but people have to deal with them. That was really no difference, this different than the you know how unexplainable it is that somebody would come back to life. So you know, in that way, it was sort of like, okay, I I think I can kind of go there. I think I can kind of you know, figure that out. And then, you know, like I said, we, we, we had, you know, we were so fortunate because we had writers um, who took the characters in directions where it was like, okay, so people are coming back from the dead. All right. As if that's not bad enough, <laughs> let's, let's put him, you know, let's make it his ex fiance who committed suicide. That's like now pregnant. Let's make it their long lost son who was like the entire meaning of their existence. And now they have nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, let, let's make it, uh, you know, your father, who you loved beyond belief, who he turns out was like, you know, a, a murderer. Uh, it's so great. It's so much fun, man. This show has been like, it's so much fun. We all have such a good time making it. It's, it's, uh, it's a blast. Yeah, I mean, so going forward, I mean, you don't know anything, but is there is there anything you would love to do with Pastor Tom as a character? Like any places you would love to see him go or things to deal with? You know, I'm I, I'm I'm reluctant to. Th- I mean, of course, I, I won't lie. Of course, I've been thinking about it. You know, because <laughs> I love this character. I love this show, and we're uh, we're we're such a little team. Um, you know, I can't wait to get you know back with my team and you know play the next season. But uh, you know, I'm I'm reluctant to kind of you know go too far ahead and you know if, you know and create too many expectations. But right. um, you know, I, I, I will say I'd, I'd really, I really think it'd be interesting to see Tom really have to confront his faith, um, okay. you know, and really come up against like, okay, what do I do now that everything that I believe has been questioned? Um, you know, yeah. like here's a guy who's been preaching the miracles of God for 10 years and, and then, you know, and preaching about a story about, you know, a, a man, Jesus, who died and did come back from the dead you know, with full conviction. And now people are coming back from the dead. And like, what does that mean? Right. That's what I've been thinking about is like, what does that mean for someone who like, who's been, who's been, um, you know, expounding the, the, the virtues and the story of, a, um, you know, the only, the only son of God who was resurrected. And now there's like a hundred other people who have done, who have been resurrected. Yeah. And what would that do to you? You know, if your whole, if your whole sense of self, your whole sense of, of life and, and how, you know, what's important and what life means is like totally turned on its head. And I don't think we've really yeah. seen that. I don't think we've really gotten into like really what that would do to a person who really held that belief so close to his heart. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he hasn't had, really interesting. yeah, he hasn't had a chance to breathe. And so now if he gets like a little time to stop and think about it, it'd be really interesting to see what Tom does. How with, he processes yeah, all of yeah. it. Um, Chelsea, That's what you... I'm thinking. You know, it's been such a. It, it's been the whole first season is like everyone's just reacting, you know, reacting, mm-hmm. reacting, reacting, and trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? What do we do? But it's such a, you know, it's like it's like crisis mode the entire season, and uh, and maybe in season two we'll get to see, um, you know, some 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 um, some maybe some quieter moments or or just a chance to go like, okay, like wait a second, like what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and what do, what do you do? Almost like a second to have it marinate in your brain and see where you go from there. Right. Yeah, and and so it's, I'm I'm curious, Mark, a little bit about just like we've talked a lot about resurrection, but like how did you? You know, you're a singer and you're an actor and you do voiceover. How did you get started on this whole path? I know you said you started when you were ten. Was it just like you? This was your path from the start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was um, actually I was I started when I was five. Um, I was oh, wow. calling my dad when I was when I was five years old, and uh, we were um, you know we were going somewhere, and uh, I forget where. And and then they, there was a, an ad on the radio uh, in the car there, you know, that was like an open casting call for, you know, they were like looking for, uh, you know, five to ten year old blonde haired boys to uh, to play the the son of. Pinkerton and Butterfly in the opera uh, Madame Butterfly, uh, which was at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver, Canada, where I grew up. And 
you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and, and my dad, you know, who was, uh, who was a, a school teacher for 30 years, you know, and really, you know, wasn't, has never been involved with, with inter, you know, the entertainment industry in any way, you know, I think reluctantly uh, took me, you know, down there because I, you know, I was really, I was really convicted. I, I was very, I, for whatever reason, I, I really, you know, just wanted to do it. Um, took me down there, got the job, you know, spent, you know, six weeks, uh, you know, in front of 1,100 people a night having this, you know, wow. Italian soprano scream at me <laughs> for three hours. And uh, and, <laughs> and for, for, for some reason, I was like, yeah, this you're, is for me. <laughs> you're hot. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was the acting bug, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll find you, it'll bite you, and you'll never get rid of it. Um, do you yeah. have anything else coming up? I, we, we're we're impatiently waiting for the announcement <laughs> about season two, but uh, but until then, uh, what else can you can you tell the listeners? Uh, what else you've been gotten got cooking? Well, the things you know, the thing that I'm always doing whenever whenever I can, and and uh, you know, I, I, I get when I get lucky and I get to work as an actor, you know, it always affords me a little bit of time to focus on music again. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be playing in LA. I love to play. And I've, I've, as I said, I got two records, um, that are, uh, up on iTunes and that, uh, um, on my website at markhildreth.com. Um, and, uh, so I'll be playing those and, and I'm actually writing a, a new album. So I've been spending a lot of time in the, in the studio working with the musicians that I work with and, uh, uh, you know, singing and playing and, uh, you know, writing a lot of new stuff. Great. Do you know when those shows are? Yeah, we'll we can... have to come see you. Yeah. You know, I will. Uh, I I I don't have uh, d- dates off the top of my head, but um, I always post everything up at uh, at markhelders. dot com. So there, uh, that's where I, I sort of connect with fans and and you know put tour dates and you know talk about you know what kind of what bagel I had for breakfast and all those things. <laughs> um, great. Well, we'll definitely check that out. I'm I. I... I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to go see those shows. It sounds yeah, great. great. Um, thank you so much I'd for joining that. us, Mark. Um, thank you so can much. Can you tell the people where the uh, other than MarkHildreth.com? Uh, do you have a Twitter account where people can find you? Yeah, it's Hildreth Mark. It's it's Twitter.com/slash/HildrethMark. And uh, there's a. I have a, a fan page on. Uh, if you search me on on Facebook, there's a a Facebook fan page. And then yeah, the uh, the best place is MarkHildreth.com because you know it's got links to all those things. It's sort of a hub for all the stuff that I'm up to. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations again on season one. Thank you guys so much. It's such a pleasure, and thanks for supporting us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. fantastic. Um, It's great getting to talk to, for for those of you who may have jumped in and out, that was Mark Hildreth, uh, a.k.a. Pastor Pastor Tom. Tom. Um, uh, Fantastic show. Let's get back Real, like, we've already got deep into Let's this show. Back. Let's get back into the episode itself. Before we do that, <laughs> we're going to talk real quick about iTunes. Let's do it. Guys, I've talked about this all through the first season. I can't say it enough. We love this show. We love our listeners. We, we want to make this the best podcast, and we hope that we've made this the best podcast. And, you know what? I think we have. Yeah. And <laughs> although... Um, we this is going to be the last one for a little while until yeah. fingers crossed season two. Season two. Um, season two. We can't impress on you enough how much it still matters that you go onto iTunes, go onto uh, YouTube, go onto all the places after Buzz TV uh, TV app, which you can download onto your Android and uh, iOS devices. <laughs> um, it, it is so important that you help us out, that you rate us. Um, because it helps us get guests like Mark on the show. It helps mm-hmm. keep the network searchable. It helps keep our podcast searchable. And it makes our day every time you do. It's just, it means everything to us. And it means everything to the show. It's a fantastic just like way to, because the network isn't just about this show. It's about everything. And every time you help keep it searchable, it makes, it keeps the lights on. Literally, it keeps the lights on in this building. It keeps so that we're not just talking in a vacuum we'll do it don't get me wrong you if you've listened to the show you know i'll just keep talking in a vacuum until somebody listens to me and i've been stalling a little bit here as i pull up the shout outs for this week um because i want to shout you guys out for for writing in for supporting our show 
it's really, really important. And so I want to give a shout out to dgirl52, who says, great podcast. One of my favorite podcasts for one of my favorite shows. Also, I think The Returned might have a religious connection, as all of them have biblical names. Mm-hmm. Jacob, Caleb, Rachel. We talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, They bit. They're absolutely, cool. is unquestionably a religious theme going yes, on in this yes. show. Um, it is, uh, it's going to be a wild ride as we get more into that and get into what the background is of The Returned mm-hmm. in season two. Again, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, tweet at ABC watch the episode again on your dvrs like this show because it help does actually help support the show itself because the networks do look at podcasts and other fan media to see how the show is being reacted to and how many fans are engaged it's it's so it's not just helping us it's helping the show itself um jj barnes says best resurrection podcast five stars listening to after buzz listening after buzz whenever i'm walking somewhere and all the podcasts are awesome resurrection being one of my faves i love the host and listening to this and i almost wait the, for the podcast as much as i wait for the next episode i love that that's very cool uh, thank you so much and so um but here's the other way you can help before i get off topic there's so many ways to help us out you for those of you who, who don't might not know one of our executive producers, in addition to Phil Svitek and Kevin Undergaro, is Maria Menunos. And the, Maria has a show on Oxygen called Chasing Maria Menunos. And we we all love this show here at AfterBuzz. We get a, a little so bit more great. behind the it's scenes so of Maria. We get to see some fun stuff about her life, her and Kevin. And there's even an episode about uh, that deals with AfterBuzz and a nice pool party mm-hmm. where you'll see some AfterBuzz people rock, walking around in the background. <laughs> um, but you can check out the show on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. or on iTunes, Amazon, on your cable box on demand. On Oxygen. Did I? What did I say? Nothing. Okay. Well, it's on Oxygen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just so you're not flipping through your TVs <laughs> all Tuesday night. <laughs> you're searching. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's on Oxygen. All right. Let's get back into Resurrection. Let's do it. Okay. Fred's a dick. It's basically my, my thesis I for just, this episode. I want him gone. Um, He's he, so selfish. He is. I mean, like, for that, for a moment when he's talking to Barbara, I got the feeling that he had turned it around. Like, he took that news so well. But then at the same time, you can't take news like that that well. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care how mature, whatever you want to call it. That's heavy stuff to handle. But. It is. I That I, doesn't mean. <laughs> I took it at you, face value, where it right. was like. Oh, he's matured over the years because, right. like, the loss of your wife and, you and be, having to ra- having to raise your daughter by yourself over all these years right. does soften a person. I right. would think. I would think. Um, but there, he's uh, he just he's like, and then he he did also have time to process the affair because he found out a little while ago, right? But he just like he's like okay, but at the same time. Sh- she just comes back from the dead. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she has to go up and say, hi, how have you been? But she just walks up and is like, this isn't what you think it is. I can't do this anymore. You know, that was just like, oh, hi, nice to see you too. Like, I mean, it was just yeah. very, very, very forward, which I don't know. I Maybe that's what you have to do in that situation. In a way, but. well, think of it like a breakup. I mean, I know a lot of times people just try to rip off the band-aid. Right, right. I know, I in my past... I've been really bad at that. I, yeah. I tend to draw it out, but I've been, I've had my band-aids ripped mm-hmm. off, and it was probably for the best. It usually always is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you just Barbara, say Barbara walks in and it's like, look, this is the deal. Peace out. And it's, yeah. he, but, but Fred takes it so well, and like you, now that we've seen the rest of the episode, mm-hmm. we know the wheel is turning. Oh, that's why... I think that that's why he came off like so calm, you know, collected, that because he wanted to... He Maybe pauses. Totally pauses. In that moment. Thought about it. And was like, okay, no problem. And then he just comes up with this whole disgusting plan. Yeah, well, I think in that moment he decides, because he's toyed back and forth during the season mm-hmm. about whether Jacob's Good, real, whether bad. it's whether whether he's really Jacob, whether right. he's a clone or something else, or there's right. something evil, whether it matters whether he's the actual Jacob or not. Right. And I think in that moment he decides... This he isn't really switched. Barbara, so it doesn't really matter. This isn't my wife. This right. is an evil clone of yeah. my wife. And he is just going to kill them all. Or he, he literally says, like, he goes and he's talking uh, 
to uh, Henry at one point, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're not going to do anything bad to them. He literally says, we're going to put the... I, they're like, they're not going to harm them or anything. We're going to put them in, in camps. Camp. Camps. I'm sorry, what? Can you, like, as... I as, can't say that. <laughs> as a person who has, like, experienced any history lessons. Right. Like... If they say we're going to put you in camps, in case anyone's confused, that is not a, you know, a fun summer camp. That and I think in that moment... That's bad thing. I think in that moment, he sort of, like, is a, is also realizing that he doesn't necessarily think of it as a bad thing because he's just like these people are not human they need to be like right, well, contained his whole mind has just his whole mind in that moment he's like I, I guess they'll like put him in a, a camp or and I'm something. like and yeah I mean being personally being Jewish like I react to that word a lot stronger maybe than some people but that's like not a thing like no right. no no yeah <laughs> um and I love that Lucille just smacked him across the face. Yeah, and then she physically smacks him, and right. then Henry verbally, verbally smacks yep. him when he says, "Everything the old man said about you was, was right. right." Like, I mean, this is as Barbara said, this is Fred's dark side. Mm-hmm. He has turned to the dark side. <laughs> all right, I've officially managed to get a Star Wars reference <laughs> on all three shows I did tonight there you go. because it's Star Wars Day. Um, oh goodness how could i not know that well it will may the fourth be with you oh there we go yep (laughs) so that happened (laughs) um no that's a real thing i believe you (laughs) you. um but so then fred gets on the horn he calls gonzalez um who's his like deputy and he's like you might want to get you should get back here some stuff's going down um and yeah, he gets back there, and the military Sweet. has ramped it up. And like, luckily, before this though, Jacob has gotten away. Well, so as, we think. Well, for now, at yeah. least. Um, I mean, I have my theories about the end of it, but we'll get into that. Um, because Henry and Lucille, like Marty, this whole time, he he brought the government in. That's his yeah, doing. That's on him. I mean, do you think that that was a good idea? I my instinct is just to say no because I feel like that only brings in so many more issues but at the same time logistically like yeah how are these people gonna eat but I feel like you could just there's always a solution you know what I mean there has to be someone in town that doesn't mind whipping up you know 200 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or until they figured out that time I don't I think maybe eventually they should have called the government I don't know until they had a handle on the situation themselves and to bring them in. I still think Um, Marty made the right call, as we said earlier. Like, I think he needed to. But then he doesn't realize how quickly it's going to get out of control, especially when Fred gets involved. And he thinks Fred's on his side. And it just took such a turn for the worse. Yeah. um, And then, so, this whole, throughout this episode, Henry and Lucille have been sort of keeping track of mm-hmm. the or like not keeping track of they've been <laughs> taking care of is what i meant to say um the thompsons yes. this this african-american family who uh jacob found them in the woods mm-hmm. he's there like him so he really takes a shine and to he's them very he's very protective over jenny yeah he yeah. really he yeah. has such a crush on jenny yeah, it's so cute he's so cute little puppy love He's got, he's like, what's a possum? They're delicious. That was, Ugh. oh my gosh. I mean, because, and that's because, like, as we learn more about them, they're from, uh, uh, like, 60 years ago or so, the the father worked in Henry's grandfather's Father's, factory. Right. Uh, or the factory, that, the Langston factory. And, right. Like, so he, it was in that era. And they talk about how they, they lost their son. Mm-hmm. Um, they they never found their their baby. Their baby. Um, there's just three of them. They were all together. They all drowned in a flood, mm-hmm. and they had they their baby with a little crescent birthmark on the and back. What of What did we neck. find at the end of the episode? We find. Well, we'll I will wait for that. We're gonna. Get, I want to talk about that whole scene as one because right, that scene is we're just so much in that one scene. But so they set that up, and then mm-hmm. the, when they get that little robocall from Fred, they're like, okay, we should go see about this. But Marty's like, Langston's, no, we got to get you out of here. 
So they go back, and when they realize that they, like, Marty tries to bring the Thompsons out because he says, I'm going to get them out. Don't worry about it. Because um, he realizes they're and friends of the Langstons, and I think he, there's that lingering moment where he's sort of looking at them. He's like, all right, these people are important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help them out. And so he takes them, and he tries to leave. And that's when Langston's men are like, no, no. And that's the beginning of all the reveal of like that. This is not right. helping them out. This is a, a carefully coordinated quarantine. And mm-hmm. as the military commander says later in the episode, like they're quarantining the whole town, which is honestly what I would expect yeah. if this situation was really happening. That's what uh, I would, I that's know. how I would expect the government to react. It's not about like putting people in camps or anything, but who knows what this means scientifically keep everybody in the general vicinity of the town not keep them all locked in a gym that's a little crazy but it seems reasonable to say the people in this town need to stay in this town until we understand what's happening yeah uh, because this is change it changes the the world right in, and who knows what like without knowing what it means where these people are coming from why they're coming back it makes sense to keep them contained. The fact that they're doing it with guns is worrisome. And in a school gym. But... Yeah, keeping them all locked in this small right. area. and But Marty busts enough of them out. Yeah. Um, so we so then at this point, like they, they're all on the run. And the Langstons have a very difficult decision to make. Uh, Henry gave Jacob two promises. That he mm-hmm. would always be with him and that he would keep him safe. And I knew the instant he said, I will keep you safe. I promise to always yep, keep you safe. Knew, I was like, go, oh, never no. say that, Henry. You know, you don't say that. Yeah. Um, and he's like left to the wind. Um, or like left to, he has to let Jacob go. They have to just get him out. And so. Which I think was a really, really good call. Yeah. It's the only thing that they can do, um, really, because they know that, that, that Fred's that, coming that, in. That creepy guy. Fred sends their creepiest like officer to the, to watch the Langstons. Like yeah. Carl, it's Carl, which is the guy who was helping to kidnap Rachel. Here's the thing: at this point, I don't care if you're creepy or not. If you're one of those cops, you're already a bad. You know, you're already a bad guy. Well, except so. for that guy who was like, "No, this isn't right,", right. and he one said, of them, so. "He threw down his badge, says I'm not going to do this." Right, but I'm saying whoever's sitting in front of the Langstons at this point is a bad, bad guy. Yeah, so. it's it's not a great position for no. anyone to be in. So they get Jacob, they send him with Marty, and they get him out of there. And like ev- everyone's just trying to react. We see the Thompsons like are brought by uh, Tom and Rachel mm-hmm. to to awkwardly to Janine's sister's place. Yeah, and Which I he, thought this is Tom reaching out to his um to to his the only person he person who knows he can help him right um it's the only place they know they can send him uh so we get so this is all building up and marty and jacob are on the run jacob's back in the red sweater bringing it all back mint chocolate chip ice cream which i just thought was so sweet and just so childish and the two buddies on the road again yeah this time jacob can talk yep um and they pull up to this this road that, that Henry said, you take this fire road. You'll be able to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they pull up and there's a bunch of dead cicadas in the road. And I guess Mark helped us. He confirmed that those are yes. cicadas yes. and not locusts. But I think that's more or less the same thing. I don't know. I, well, I don't know the science. Into... Um, but it is creepy to say the least cicadas mm-hmm. are for those of you who don't know we talked about it a little bit cicadas only come out every seven years and they just swarm everything destroy crops just they are it is scary when mm-hmm. you get a cicada swarm um because they literally can block out like they can block out the sun it's that it can be that bad it's crazy um but and there's like one live one I'm thinking the cicadas are like coming back the same way that the returned are coming back. It'd be interesting to see. But what's crazier about this <laughs> sequence is that all of a sudden 
there's the cicada flying, and then you just rack focus, and then it and turns there's into a, a helicopter. Not just a helicopter, and not just a military helicopter, but some kind of crazy sci-fi military helicopter. Yeah. It had, like, fancy guns on it. It was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was crazy. I, I mean, think it was a little much. I think that's a little... There's well, it no depends. That, it depends but... whose helicopter that is. And we have no idea because this is where we leave the show. Um, and we get two black SUVs. Again, not military. The black SUVs suggest F- either FBI, right, CIA, FBI, so it's something. All, it's some, all the government. Uh, it, the men in black. <laughs> somebody, not the military, which is good, honestly. I think that's a eh, good maybe. thing. Um but what? And then the big reveal at the last second, Marty. the crescent on the back. Marty is a uh, returned. Dun, dun, dun. How crazy is that? Twist. Twist. Yeah. Um, I wonder why he hasn't verbalized that he is. He doesn't know. How does he not know? He well, well, because he died as a baby. They all him and the Thompsons. Like oh. he is the Thompsons' baby boy. That right. means he died as a baby, so okay. he came back. And he just thought that that was his life. And like I, at first, I, 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 my first initial thought was that oh, he was just their baby that they lost, and then he grew up. Yeah. But he's but he's just their kid. Yeah. Um, and it's ugh, so crazy ending to season one. I mean, real quick as we wrap up, let's do a quick predictions round. Chelsea. And now, oh, whole prediction? So much to think of going forward. So much. You know what? I don't. I don't even want to sit here and say a solid prediction. I just think I, all I'm going to say is I don't think that they're taking Jacob because I don't envision. Like, the family going to visit Jacob, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I don't even so. know how much we could do with predictions for right, this. Right, I'm, I'm going to say simply for my prediction for this one, I think that the helicopter and the SUVs, I think that those are good guys. Okay, interesting. They, they seem very threatening. I think we're going to come back and okay. find out that they are good guys. Fingers crossed season two. We don't yes. know yet. So yes. please go on to the ratings. Like tell, Tweet at ABC. Tweet at everybody that we want this show to come back. And guys, that is gonna do it for season one of Resurrection on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really sad. It's a, it was a short season. It was. We only got eight episodes, but it was a fantastic eight episodes. And thank you and guys I so am, much for watching. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the fan support for this show has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've had a blast hosting this show. So for one last time for this season, Chelsea Breach, where can the people find you? The people can find me. Um, my Twitter and Instagram handle are at cbreach, C-B-R-I-C-H-E. Thank you, guys. And I, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places at that Zach Wilson. Uh, you can catch me here on Grimm. I got a bunch of other new shows coming up Ooh. later in the summer. Um, guys, thank you so much for doing for joining us. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.